This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. G'day, folks. This is your friend Dennis Connor coming to you on uh, Wednesday, the 28th of March, courtesy of the Specialty Produce Network and, and the three brothers that uh, produce all the great vegetables and fruits that you eat, eat daily here in San Diego. So the, the news that we're going to talk about today is, is basically coming from the Southern Ocean, some of it good and some of it not so good. So let's get the bad uh, out of the way first, and that is that on Monday— a team member from the Scallywag racing in the Volvo around the world race in the Southern Ocean uh, got washed over the side. And when that happens, you know, of course, you're going to take your sails down and look for them. But in 35 knots of wind and 30-foot seas, uh, not much chance of ever finding them. So it, it did uh, fortunately happen in the morning hours. So they looked uh, until dark, and then they called the uh, search off, and, and they— uh, I declared man overboard and uh, dropped out of that leg of the race, headed for Brazil. And uh, I particularly feel b- uh, bad for the uh, family of the uh, gentleman that lost his life, but also feel a lot of empathy and sadness for the skipper of, of the Scallywag. Having um, skippered two boats in the Around the World race, I can tell you that was the very worst part of the race was for, for me, the uh, worry about losing somebody over the side and having to call uh, little Roger's uh, mother and tell him that uh, he, was, he wasn't coming back. So whoever had to call the Fisher family in uh, Australia and tell them that their tragedy, well, it, it couldn't have been uh, very nice. And the uh, feeling from the people on board must just be horrible as they have to now uh, basically do a delivery to the w- western side of uh, Chile and South America and uh, collect their thoughts and see w- w- what will happen uh, fr- from there. I can tell you that most of the time in the Volvo race, it's pretty good and exhilarating sailing, but there are times uh, that, that that are scary. I'm, I'm basically a small boat star sailor, and it is interesting that uh, – Three of us have done the uh, Volvo race. Paul Kaird and uh, Torben Grail have also uh, skippered boats uh, around the world. But they must be a lot tougher than, than I because uh, when it's blowing uh, 30, 35, 40 knots, the boats are uh, basically uh, half under the water, especially the boats we race. They had lower freeboard than the boats they have now, and the bow is, uh, doesn't have that, quite that uh, uplift to keep the water from coming aboard. But no matter what, uh, it's scary when you're going, uh, especially at night. You you go down a, a wave at uh, 25, 27, 28, 30, 32, 33 knots, and you surf down that wave. And if the helmsman doesn't uh, uh, basically spin out of the wave like a surfboard, he'll go head on into the wave in front of you. And when that happens, the, the bow buries. You have three, four, five feet of water coming over the entire boat. Yeah, you, your tether is all that's keeping you from uh, from being washed uh, overboard. Something happens to that tether, you're 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 done. You're done for. And so when it was blowing that hard, I I I didn't really look forward to going on deck. It was best for me at uh, my early fifties just to stay relatively safe down below. But that didn't uh, 
that didn't keep the worry from being there because now I don't worry about the uh, folks in the crew, but the families. And, and from my own standpoint, uh, I didn't have a lot of money. I was doing this uh, race to make money. And if I had uh, lost someone, I would have been embroiled in a lawsuit. In the, uh, no matter what kind of release people sign, there's always a way out. The attorneys are very clever. So I would have been in for a lawsuit and a possible loss of, uh, of uh, income uh, from, from losing somebody over the side. So it's a big responsibility being the skipper of a boat in the Southern Ocean because uh, stuff happens. This, this, on this particular boat, it's the second time they've lost somebody over the side in this same race. So not, not good, not good at all. And it's not the first time we've seen uh, some problems with the Volvo race. Uh, we saw a, uh, a skipper of the Soviet uh, boat, uh, the Russian boat, uh, commit suicide in Uruguay after a bad uh, first leg. But... Uh, uh, two boats in the Clipper race uh, uh, lost people uh, four or five years ago. So this is not a uh, uh, the first time something bad like this has happened. And it, it reminds you of how precious life is and how how quickly uh, things can happen. And, and so in this case, uh, I'm not sure what rules you could have ever have had to prevent this. Uh, we had the lines on the deck, uh, of course, to, uh, so when you walked around on the deck, you, you were still basically attached to the boat. But uh, there's only so much you can do, and there's just uh, definitely uh, risk involved. So we'll say um, sorry, and our sympathy goes out, of course, to the family of, of uh, John Fisher, the gentleman that was washed over the side, and uh, hopefully the rest of the fleet can make it around to the finish line without any further incidents. But they, they still have 1,000 miles to go to Cape Horn, and it's blowing 35 knots in with uh, in snowstorms. So you have a 30-foot wave uh, dodging icebergs. It's uh, definitely exhilarating, but at the same time, at least for me, quite scary. So what else is going on in the uh, Southern Ocean? Well, New Zealand's down there, last I heard. And they had a big announcement today about uh, the funding of the Team uh, New Zealand America's Cup Defense. So the government has agreed to come up with $225 million. Can you imagine 225 When I won the cup, can you imagine San Diego uh, giving me uh, uh, $10 million would have been a lot. But a, uh, a whole country has the same amount of people as San Diego. So they basically have agreed to the uh, national government to split the cost with the, with the council, the New Zealand council, and come up with 115 million, and the New Zealand Council will come up with the rest. So Grant Dalton, he's laughing all the way to the bank now. He's a rich guy. He got his uh, his fee for bringing the event to uh, New Zealand. They've announced the uh, latest uh, schedules and uh, layouts for the, the event to be held there. So it's all on for Auckland, New Zealand, 2021, and they don't have to worry about this event going to the Emirates. Uh, or anywhere else because the, uh, it's a done deal now. And uh, other than paying for it, which uh, we'll have to wait and see how that works out, uh, the, the new facilities, they won't be like last time where they had an America's Cup village because the Team New Zealand will be over where they were before in the, uh, that nice facility they had there. But the Challenger uh, 
the uh, product team will be uh, oh a half a mile away, and the rest of the challengers will be on the other side of the, of the wharf uh, with, with some new parking for the mega yachts. I just uh, wonder where where is this two hundred twenty million dollars going to come from? Gosh, uh, uh, if you think that the uh, tax they they talk about uh, getting the money back by increased revenue for the country. Well, if you at thirteen percent, which I think believe is the uh, sales tax, basically on uh, gross on the gross domestic product, it's going to take two billion dollars of uh, additional sales that wouldn't have been there otherwise to uh, for the government to break even on this deal. Two billion dollars. The event's only a couple of weeks uh, long, so it's just hard for me to imagine how. Uh, this this uh, could happen, but I certainly wish it w- well. It's a great place to race in the Rocky Gulf, and uh, I think we're all looking forward to seeing what the boats will be and how this uh, will 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 all work out. But the uh, the the New Zealand team got their uh, payback for bringing the event there, and uh, I'm yet to hear if the uh, who the sponsors will be, but. I suspect that the same Toyota and uh, Emirates Air will be back for another go, and uh, we'll look forward to a big event. The uh, New Zealanders really want to keep this event this time. They don't, they don't want to let this thing get away, so they've written the rules uh, very much in favor of Team New Zealand. Imagine that. So the challenging t- uh, teams, of which there's only three right now, we we had nine or ten, the challenging teams uh, cannot build their first boat for a year, and then uh, they can't build their second boat for another year. But the big thing that uh, is at a disadvantage, they, they can't race against each other. So if you only have one boat, I'm wondering, well, how do you tune your one boat up if you don't have another boat to sail with? I mean, that was really one of my biggest secrets of success uh, when I was involved with the Cup is I always had a good trial horse. So you try one sail against another sail, you can see which was better or what size spinnaker or what, uh, how flat the main should be and so on and so forth, where the traveler should be. Without another boat to uh, test, I just don't see how they're ever going to get the most out of their boats. And the, the, the rules, the protocol that Team New Zealand wrote says that you can't sail against uh, any of the other competitors at all leading up to the event and you're only allowed one boat. So you only have one boat. Who, who do you test against? You go out and try to find a maxi boat that'll go the same speed uh, of the uh, America's Cup yachts, the new yachts, which we don't really know what, what those are going to be be yet either. Uh, are they going to be foiling? Are they going to be water ballast? Are, how deep is the keel? How high is the mass? How big are the crew? We don't know any of that. So uh, Grant Dalton's over in Europe right now negotiating the final product with the other uh, challengers. And uh, by the oh end of the month or uh, the next uh, three four weeks, we'll know what kind of uh, the concept will be uh, for sure of the AC boats that we're going to see in 2021. So that's what everybody's uh, standing by for now. Now that the venue is uh, the controversy over the venue has been set, it'll be in Auckland. The boats will be announced uh, shortly, and. Uh, We'll see the design teams uh, get with the program of designing these fancy boats with the with the uh, pods out the side, the foils that we've seen, 
and uh, we'll uh, start uh, using our imagination to know how these will ever match race without getting in, in, entangled. So that's uh, that's it from the America's Cup standpoint in uh, the, the Southern Ocean, the uh, Down Under group. It is interesting that the New York Yacht Club, with uh, the financial support of, of, uh, of basically Rich DeVos, the DeVos family, Amway, has uh, continued to build their, their team. They've announced their name will now, now be the American Magic. It's an interesting name because um, we had a boat uh, named Magic in uh, our stable in the America's Cup, but, uh, and the uh, second boat to race and, and defend the Cup, uh, really the first to defend it, was a boat called Magic for the New York Yacht Club. So there's, there's some history there with the name Magic. And, of course, America won the event. So they're tying the two together there, America Magic. And I, I think they're trying to uh, figure out how they could get the American public interested in the America's Cup again after the loss of interest uh, from the not only the American public, but the yachting public in general uh, with, with the America's Cup. So we'll see uh, announcements to how many crew and what the makeup will be. In the protocol, they're calling for a nationality rule of three people, three folks that are citizens of the country of the challenge. So if you're going to challenge from Italy, you, you have to get down there and get your citizenship in shape. If you're going to race for the U.S., uh, many of the uh, crew that uh, Terry Hutchinson is uh, signing up are New Zealand. They'll have to come up here and uh, figure out how to become a U.S. citizen to qualify, or they'll have to get their green cards and and reside here uh, more than six months for the next two years to show they can pretend they're Americans uh, because of this uh, residency rule that's in the in the protocol. So if you have um, more Kiwis. Uh, I'm sure they'll be up here with their green card and participating in these training in Newport. We'll have to see what boats they're going to use to uh, train with It'll, because there, there are no boats like the new boats that are going to race that are in existence uh, today. So we'll see the uh, New York Yacht Club doing a bit more marketing than I thought with, with two billionaires uh, funding this event, money was never going to be an issue. But it looks like they're stepping up their PR a bit to try to get the American uh, public to uh, follow, follow the Bellamente uh, challenge and uh, have a bit more interest from the American people. But with, with no uh, real trials, per se, and uh, none of the challengers allowed to sail against each other and only have one boat, I can't imagine there's going to be a great deal of interest uh, as far as how the challengers are coming until we come up to the uh, Christmas Day regatta three or two or three months before the America's Cup itself. So I, I'll be interested, and uh, the people, the hardcore sailors, will be interested to see what these boats look like. But uh, it's not going to have the same uh, interest as it was when uh, we were unfortunate to uh, lose the Cup and go down to Perth and try to win it back against 21 uh, other people and race on a daily basis for uh, six months before the event. So that's it pretty much on uh, what's going on with the America's Cup. Sorry about the uh, tragedy of falling overboard, but we know it can happen fast. This is a side note. My producer, 
Roger Harrington. Uh, we, we never really talked about this uh, too much, but um, I had the made the unfortunate mistake of falling off uh, one of my race boats here on a stormy day here, right by the Coronado Islands, and they had a very very difficult time recovering me. I never really they sailed off a bit, but they never really lost sight of me, and uh, I'm not a strong swimmer. But even getting back to me it was very 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 difficult to get the. Uh, an old geezer like me back back aboard and, and very challenging. And in fact, uh, one of the crew members from the boat, uh, Dave Survey, real hero, and uh, risked his life by jumping in and assisting me to get back on the boat. And Ro- Roger Harrington, uh, I don't know how he did it, but all of a sudden he, here he is lifting a 500-pound uh, piece of lead out of the water and getting me back aboard. So basically uh, saving my life. And so I have a lot of empathy for uh, the David Witt, the uh, skipper of uh, of the Scallywag, and what uh, problems that he's going through right now. So that's it for now. Uh, update from you know, the uh, Specialty Produce Network. And if we have anything interesting, we'll get back to you again. But not much really going on here in San Diego or, or around the world until the racing season really begins. So thanks. Thanks for listening or watching as the case may be. And I hope uh, that you're enjoying my short podcast. And Roger, thanks for all you do and have done for me in my life. That's it for now, folks. And uh, keep on eating the fruits and vegetables from, from Specialty Produce. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.